podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the June edition of the podcast version for the Dan Berg monthly newsletter. Whew. We are uh, so happy to have you along for the journey. Um, and yeah, this month, as you might have seen from my newsletter, if you look at that and um, you might not have, if you're just listening to this, I have some personal news that I announced um, I am going to be leaving Datadog after four lovely and challenging and rewarding years and starting a new role as a senior technical program manager for cloud costs at a company called Full Story. Full Story does session monitoring analytics. So like if your website's having issues, you can replay a user session in full detail to like troubleshoot it and figure out what's happening. Um, yeah. It's interesting. So far at this point, I have written a blog post about it on danb.org. Um, I also, in the newsletter, talk a little bit more about it. So I feel like at this point, I've published like so much content about the change because I mean, I guess to me, it's a it's a big deal. Um, it was a difficult decision to come to, especially because everything in Datadog was going great. There was no, there's nothing, there was nothing there that drove me to want change. Um, the team, amazing. Um, the challenges were difficult and rewarding and it was just going really well. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I just felt the draw of the startup world. And when I think about where I want my personal career to be in the next like five to 10 years, it's working with startups in some capacity. It's maybe having relationships with some VCs and helping with their portfolio companies. It's doing possibly some consulting, some advising, some being on the boards, like all of that sort of thing. Uh, and I mean, with that being the long-term goal, it kind of made sense to go back to a private company. Um, full story is series D and they are growing fast and they're working on some really challenging problems. Uh, and I'm going to get to take what I learned at Datadog, building out their FinOps practice, which is like their cloud cost uh, optimization, understanding practice, and bring that to a new company and kind of apply all of this knowledge that I've been gaining and learning and, and start all over. And I, I mean, I'm definitely going to miss having a team. Uh, at Datadog, I was on the manager tracked. So I was a team lead. I had a couple of people that reported to me that were absolutely fantastic. And I was kind of working towards an engineering manager type uh, role. Um, and that's still interesting to me. I really enjoyed that aspect and working with people and helping people and, and being a coach of sorts. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just, yeah, like I said, my goals five, 10 years is to really be working with startups, um, multiple startups, uh, hopefully. And I feel like I just need some more experience in that space. And so that's what I'm doing. And full story, uh, I wasn't necessarily sold at first, but after meeting the team, learning more about the company and about the product and about their privacy, everything, it just became more and more of an opportunity that I just couldn't turn down. So it's bittersweet. I'm going to definitely miss Datadog. I've, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss that, but I'm excited for new challenges. 
And yeah, that's how I start off the newsletter. And I uh, now it's time for the stories. Now it's time for the stories. All right, to kick things off, um, this first little post is kind of uh, just a miscellaneous post. So I've never had a period of not working uh, that was longer than two weeks in my entire adult life. Um, yeah, I started working uh, at, at a at French Connection, the clothing company and retail when I was a senior in, or was I a junior in college? One of those two. Um, but yeah, that turned into a full-time gig after I graduated. There was no break or anything there. And since then, I've gone literally job to job to job that entire time. Um, I did have a, about a year of full-time consulting, but even when I was full-time consulting, I was also like, there was one main client that I made majority of my money from, and that took up majority of my time. And there wasn't really any breaks. And especially when you're working for yourself, like if you ever take a break, that means that you are not making dollars. And at that point in my life, um, I couldn't really afford to do that. In fact, I had a couple of years where I was working seven days a week across two jobs for probably like, I want to say a year and a half, two years. So yeah, my entire adult life has been working. Uh, and so I got the opportunity between Datadog and Full Story to take three weeks. Um, and in the middle of the three weeks, I actually had to fly and attend a work conference. So it wasn't a total break, uh, but it has been nice to just kind of have a period of not needing to work. And so I shared a few things that I've been enjoying during that time period. Um, I love walking over bridges. So I've walked over both the Manhattan and Brooklyn Bridge probably a couple of times. Um, I actually rode the cyclone at Coney Island for the very first time. I was surprised at how good it was. In fact, all of the roller coasters at Coney Island uh, surpassed my expectations. Um, Lots of video games, lots of reading. I've actually been reading Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time, which for some reason I always kind of put off as being over my head, but I'm really enjoying it. And a lot of it is sort of over my head, but it's not so much so that I can't read it if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, there's a bunch of other things in the newsletter, but it's just been fun to be able to take a break from work and focus on some things that bring me joy. So that's lovely. The next story is about Google's artificial intelligence. Uh, There was this employee named Blake Lemoyne or Lemon who was recently let go from Google and he was let go for leaking confidential documents. Uh, that was the official reason. And the documents that he leaked was actually a chat log. Uh, and it was a chat log that was a series of chats that he had with artificial intelligence, this AI called Lambda. Um, and based on these conversations, Blake has come to the conclusion that this particular AI is sentient. It is a person and it should be treated with the rights as a person. And that was his motivation for leaking these documents. And uh, I I link to the full chat logs, because obviously there's a bunch of different responses to this, like a lot of thought pieces, a lot of op-eds about, okay, is this AI actually sentient? Uh, And you can dig into that if you want to. I mean, I have my own opinions, um, largely that it is not sentient, but it is crazy impressive how good AI Uh, chatbots have gotten. And so if anything, I think the full primary source, so to speak, so this actual chat log 
is super interesting to read regardless of your opinions on this. And I think that, I mean, there's a lot of people working in the space. I do not work in this space, so I don't really know, but I imagine they're working on sort of what defines sentience within AI. Uh, And so, yeah, it's an interesting space. This article was actually recommended to me by Connor at uh, the conference that I was just attending. Um, I hadn't, I'd had, I'd read the headlines. I hadn't read the chat log, but I read the chat log and wanted to throw it in here. So thank you, Connor. Oh man, this next thing is so hilarious. So I totally thought this was a prank, right? I was browsing TikTok because TikTok is amazing. I feel like I've touched that, uh, touched on that in the newsletter before, but like the algorithm for introducing things is just so, so damn good. And if you feed the algorithm, it rewards you. So anyway, I was browsing through TikTok and I saw a video that I thought was a prank. And it was this guy explaining that if you put a coat hanger over your head, you like stretch it open and kind of wear it like the brim of a hat, your head will turn to one side uh, without you doing it. It just, your head automatically turns. And I thought it was silly. I was like, okay, I have a coat hanger somewhere, but I was sort of self-conscious being like, this is a prank. They're trying to get people to do this just to make them feel stupid. And it's probably some sort of internet in joke that I just don't know about. So I put the coat hanger on my head and it is really not a prank. Your head turns to the side. Uh, and I think it's hilarious. You, it almost feels like you're like hunted, like it's some sort of ghost or something, but I've since shown it to a few different people and everybody is just shocked. Um, I think this is like an old thing. When I was Googling it, I found a bunch of older articles being like this science behind the coat hanger thing, but it's new to me. And so I'm sharing it with you because it's, it could be new to you. Next, I talk about probably one of my favorite videos, uh, and it's one of my favorite videos, and it's also a, a commercial video, like not a commercial, like it's trying to sell you something, but it's made by a business to promote that business. And that video is the Virgin America safety video. Uh, it like literally the video that plays in the on the airplane when you are taxiing and about to take off with like make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened and there's a flotation device under your seat. And so in 2013, Virgin America made this safety video that just blew my mind. Like I at the time, I think I was flying home, uh, home being to visit my parents in I think Arizona, possibly still then because they've since moved to California from New York. Uh, and I used to love booking Virgin America because they had little screens at every single seat. And that was extremely rare at the time and like being able to watch TV. But I remember sitting down and like the video started playing and originally I wasn't paying any attention because I mean, I've seen this a million times, but the video started playing and it just drew me in and it is just a really, really well-produced video. It's, it's won a couple of awards and yeah, I used to play and I used to miss it. It was something that like I would remember and just play from YouTube uh, when I wanted to hear it, not actually flying on a plane. And so they retired it. I think it was, what was it? 2018. Uh, and I think it was one of the worst decisions ever. I can't believe they retired it and that they don't play it anymore. I can't believe that no other company has kind of copied what they did and make their own version of it. So every time I fly, I think about the Virgin America safety video and why it is not a thing anymore and how it is the best thing ever. And so I wanted to share it here. I imagine most of you have seen it. 
Um, and so if you've seen it, you probably want to watch it again because it's amazing. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it because it it's everything. Like if you're going to make a boring safety video, like you, you're required by law to make this video, you might as well have some fun with it. And that's really what they did here. And I was very impressed with it. All right, we're closing things off with a little bit of silliness. This is just a parody commercial. Um, somebody discovers that orange juice has a bit more sugar than they were expecting. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. If you have three minutes, check it out. And that is it for the June edition of the Dan Chronicles newsletter. I'm so glad to have you here. And I'm so glad that you've listened to the newsletter podcast. And I will see you next month. Yeah.